This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 56, Pardoned. In this episode, I have a little tale about the five W's of how I got to where I am. I'll talk about being all spun up about my family. There'll be some crafty goodness, including knitting, spinning, and a lot of future stuff. And, of course, kick this off with some updates. For those of you who have been following me on Twitter or are active in the Ravelry group, you may already know that I made it home safely. Yes, I got a reprieve. I got released from my tour in Iraq, like many other soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, and I got to come home to my family in time for the holidays, which is awesome. I'll talk a little bit more about that in the next segment, and I'll tell you how I got to where I am, but I've basically been taking the last month to just get myself together, get comfortable in my home again, and get adjusted to being with the family. As you may suspect, transitioning back into the home after being gone for seven months can be a little hard on everybody. It hasn't been super tough for us, but there's always a little adjustment period, and we have made it safely through that. I'm still off of work for about another week, And then I will get back to the real world and all of the things that keep us busy in our daily lives. Alrighty, that's all I've got for updates, so I guess it's time to get this podcast started. This week in Spin a Tale, I am going to go through all of the gory details, well they're not gory really, about how I ended up home in December about five months ahead of schedule. As many of you know, I headed off in May for training and then made my way to serve a one-year tour in Iraq in June of 2011. But by the grace, I managed to make my way home in December of that same year and only served about seven months of my one-year tour. I feel super blessed and lucky to be home way earlier than schedule Being away from the family, we knew it was going to be horribly, horribly difficult, but as it turned out, it was a lot harder than we expected it to be. I think it was hardest on me and the joyful boy. We had a really hard time adjusting to being apart. It turned out for the better, though, I think. We learned a lot about each other. We learned a lot about ourselves, and our relationship is way, way stronger than it was when I left. He's my man, I love him, and I am so glad to be home with him. So this is how it went down. In 2008, okay, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's start with where we were. When I got to Iraq, Iraq wasn't like mainstream news. We had been in Iraq for so long that it really was not a top story any longer, which was sad because a lot of the world forgot what we were doing there, how long we were going to be there, and like what the entire deal was going on with U.S. forces in Iraq. So the deal was, in 2008, the U.S. and Iraq signed an agreement that said, hey, for the next three years or so, we are going to work together 
to make the country as safe as possible, to train all of our security forces and military, and then U.S. forces are going to leave by the end of 2011. And that agreement, everybody held to it. So, before the end of December, December 31st was the deadline for the departure of U.S. forces, we all left the country. And it was awesome. I hated being away. I was, I mean, it's just hard to be deployed. But I feel lucky to have been a part of something so historic. We got to close the country down. I was there when the headquarters, U.S. Forces Iraq, closed its doors. They cased the colors, and there was a big ceremony, and it was all over the news, and I actually got to plan the media coverage for that, which was awesome. And it was really nice to be a part of that ending because, I mean, I think every generation of military has their war, and really the war in Iraq was my war, and it was so nice for someone who's deployed there before during a really, really, really high violent period during 2005 and 2006 to see that place close, to see U.S. forces leave Iraq was outstanding. The Iraqi government is taking control of their own sovereignty, and that is awesome for everyone involved. And I'm glad I got to be a part of that. When it came down to it, because I had five months left on my orders, there was a possibility that the U.S. Air Force would send me someplace else. And I actually ended up on like two or three short lists to be sent someplace else after my tour in Iraq ended. So it was pretty rocky. Between October and December, I had really no idea whether or not I was going to come home or go to some follow-on. And I'm so glad I got to come home. By mid-November, it seemed locked in that I was going to get to come home. I was able to tell the joyful boy to plan on my return sometime after December 15th. And I was, I was like totally nervous, like literally until the minute my plane took off and we were flying over the Atlantic Ocean on my way home, I was very nervous that someone was going to change their mind and send me someplace new. It was very nice to be able to end that tour in Iraq, close down that unit, and then be done with my deployment. That was fantastic. I know that not everybody has the privilege of ending such a tour early, and I am thankful and feel blessed for it. Thank God that I got to come home early. So, on December 15th, U.S. Forces Iraq held their closing ceremony. It was on the news. I was spotted on the Today Show on NBC and a couple other places, you know, saluting smartly. I was used as a cutaway shot, even though I was supposed to be behind the scenes escorting the media and making sure everything ran smoothly for them. We had between 80 and 100 media members at the event, so that was pretty hectic and busy, but worth every minute. And once we hustled all the media out of there, like this giant weight was lifted from everybody involved. There were 10 of us left uh, from my section. I worked in the strategic communication division. And when I arrived in Iraq, there were 230 of us. And by the beginning of December, there were 10 of us left, and we were busy. It was pretty cool to be one of the last folks standing in that organization and really see it, it shut down. It was great. I mean, we literally like took every piece of equipment that we had down, turned off the lights, locked the door, and left. It was awesome. After the closing ceremony, we actually, the 10 of us, including our, um, our director and my supervisor and what, six other peons and myself, hopped on a C-130 
and flew out of Iraq into Kuwait. And it was fantastic. Arriving in Kuwait took, it was kind of like, Kuwait was kind of a transition location, a staging area to be able to move all of the forces, either to follow on locations or back to the U.S. And I spent three days there. And I know it's like a huge, horrible waiting period, but it was also a really good time to just relax and decompress a little bit and like wash all of that work off of me. I literally, except for the two weeks of R&R &R that I got, worked every single day for a minimum of 13 hours. It's usually 13 to 16 hours a day, seven days a week for the entire time I was gone. So it was nice to have like three days where I could just sleep in, go to bed when I wanted, relax, not have any place to be or anything to do, and relax a little bit before I came home to all the hustle and bustle of the holidays. I would have much rather been home with my family, but that nice little transition reconstitution period is nice. I was really glad that I got that. So I left Iraq on the 15th, and then I was able to leave Kuwait on the 19th of December and made it home on the 20th, which was fantastic. So I got home on the 20th of December. I've spent a lot of great time with my family and a lot of great time with the kids and doing all of that wonderful stuff. We actually took like three days for just me, the joyful boy, and the kids to get away from everybody, like the, his family, my family, phone calls, you know, the internet, everything. We went on a little retreat to a hotel that has an indoor water park, and that was awesome. It was very relaxing, having no place to be and nobody calling us and just chilling with, you know, the four of us. It was great. Loved it. And, like I said before, I'm getting settled back in. I'll be off work for a total of about a month, and then I'll go back to full-time employment with the United States Air Force here in Mid-America, where I am so happy to be. And that, my friends, is all I've got this time for Spin a Tale. So now it's on to spinning my wheels. And in this edition of Spinning My Wheels, it's really going to be all about future projects. I have not done a whole lot of crafting at all since I've been home. You know I didn't do a whole lot while I was deployed. I had a lot of things at my disposal, so when I found a minute here or there, I was able to do what I wanted. But I have got a lot of projects that I need to work on in the future. So, what do we have going on? Really, the only things I've got on the needles right now are a scrappy lengthwise scarf that I'm making out of sock yarn scraps. I've got a pair of hand knit socks and a hat that I cast on for Bird the other day as a surprise. She doesn't even know she's getting it. She's been wanting a beret forever and she's been shopping for them. And I decided why would I let her buy one when I certainly have the yarn to support making her a beret. I'll link to the pattern that I'm using in the show notes. I cannot for the life of me think of it off the top of my head. It's something along the lines of the one day beret, I think is what it's called, but I'm not positive at this point. So that's what I've got in knitting. And I've got like all these plans for these things that I want to make. Like I feel that I'm behind. I feel like I owe the joyful boy a pair of socks because I think it's been more than a year since I knit him a pair. Um, each of the kids, Bird and Itty Bitty, both need a pair of socks because it's been more than a year since I've knit them socks. And uh, the Joyful Boy has a request in for a heavily cabled sweater. 
So that is in my plans for the near future. I need to brush up on my spinning before I try to tackle all of the apaca that I got for Christmas because I certainly don't want to ruin that. And I still have tons and tons of pieces of that quilt to put together because I, I like made zero, zero dent in that thing while I was gone. It was fun. I thoroughly enjoy it and I plan on finishing it. It's not definitely not going to be abandoned just because I'm home, but I didn't make the progress that I had hoped to while I was gone. I mean, I just have so much stuff in my future that I would like to get done. I really want to organize my thoughts, organize my projects, and try to actually set some goals for this year. We're already into January, and I need to review my 1,001, or no, my 101 and 1,001 list of goals that I set. I think I only have like nine months left on the list and there's a lot to get accomplished there. So spinning my wheels is really actually where I'm at right now. I'm spinning my wheels and I'm not actually getting anywhere. I need to sit down, do some planning and set some goals for what I want to get accomplished in the year to come. So that's what we all have to look forward to is hopefully some focus. And that's all I've got in spinning my wheels. I'm sure it will be no surprise to you that this episode I am all spun up about just being here in my house with my family. The simple pleasures and the smallest tasks are bringing me so much joy. Even like washing my own dishes in my own kitchen is wonderful. The thoughtfulness, lovingness, and sheer joy that I have being with my husband and my kids is just fantastic. How could one not be overjoyed? We had a great time at the holidays and I mean it's just the little things about your own family that have reminded me how lucky I am in my life. Little tiny things. Okay, like one of my Christmas gifts, my family started planning in like October. You're gonna love this. The Joyful Boy went to an alpaca farm, hung out all day with alpaca. He and the kids fed them. They took pictures with them. They, he hung out and talked to the lady about, you know, just everything about her farm and raising them and took photos of them. I mean, the girl is just wonderful. And then to top it all off, he got, he bought me some wonderful, beautiful processed alpaca roving as well as some unprocessed seconds that he cleaned and processed himself. Can you believe that? This is the kind of thing that like only someone who really loves you would do for you. I mean, is that nuts? He went behind my back and did all of this so he could present these gifts to me for Christmas. The little, it's the little things like that. I just love being home with my family. And I know, right? Like this has got to be the gushiest episode I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm sure that very soon you're going to be super duper sick of hearing it. So <laughs> we might just want to move on to the next thing. But to sum up, I'm all spun up about being home with my family. Alrighty, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. It's short, a little bit sweet, but chock full of goodness. And before I close, I want to take a minute to 
send out some super duper thanks that are way, way overdue to the many folks that supported me while I was gone. All right. So thank you so much to Lori, Amy Lee, Aaron, Carol, Aaron, Jennifer, Mary, Nit Admin, Vicki, Julie, Karen, Kat, the folks in my office, Cindy, the other Aaron, the other Karen, and all the folks, Michelle Stitches, the Knit Doctor, the Knitmore Girls, all those folks who took the time to send me a little video and love over the interwebs, and all the folks that sent me messages on Ravelry while I was out. I so greatly appreciate it. You guys helped me stay connected with the world. You showed me a lot of love while I was gone, and it means so much more than I think I could ever, ever communicate via podcast. Words cannot express what your support and your kind and generous notes and packages and everything you guys extended to me while I was gone. It just means I, there's no way I could ever thank you enough. I greatly appreciate it, and I hope someday that if you need it, I will be able to return the favor. Before I get too squishy and gushy in this segment, uh, I guess I will close things out. We have, like I said before, I've got a whole lot of planning to get done so I can build some focus into 2012 for myself and for the podcast and so that I can continue to send my crafty goodness out to you guys in a way that is enjoyable for everybody, including myself. I plan to record every two weeks. I know, right? I've said that before. But no, I really am going to get onto an every two-week schedule. It was every week in the past. I don't know if that's going to be manageable with all the other stuff that I've got going on. So we'll shoot for every two weeks. And I hope to talk to you guys again in the near future. There will be a song to carry us out. But right now, I have absolutely no idea what that is. As always, you can check the show notes and get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a Joyful Girl or follow me on Twitter as a Joyful Girl Made. Thanks again, guys, for everything. I will talk to you soon. Save a song for a rainy day. I think we're going to be okay. Because I've got nothing with you left to say. Just to stand around and talk about the weather. no sense in so much arguing The world is ending and no one's listening Cause we've got things between you and me and God It seems that everything is always stuck between what, what's really happening And then our voice is hidden, it's just Oh And that's the price of it and it's just Oh and every day that it goes away And it's like we're saying it's not okay All we're left with here today is one last Oh, 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 oh yeah oh. Song is easier than it probably seems But in my life I said a lot of things That I don't mean Try to win you over to try to know my dreams 
And some of the lies that I tried to hide were they hidden still from me. Yeah. There's a starfish in the front yard. Yeah. He's sitting there talking about the way how on a rainy day. Well, even starfish wind up in the front yard. Talking how the road was hard that brought him from the ocean to a lawn on Ambar Way. And then our voice is hidden. It's just, oh, we're going to pay the price of it tonight. Oh, and there he's lying there and dying there. is drying out his hide. I think I see a starfish smiling, crying now. Oh. to the sea by Santa Cruz And we can float on funnel cakes and we'll drown ourselves in booze yeah. in the Motel 6 but we'll never leave the room We're singing about those secret things that keep these songs in tune yeah. And then our voice is hidden it's just oh We're gonna pay the price of it tonight Oh And the day that it goes away and it's like we say that it's not Just to stand around and talk about the weather 